Motorheads. Is that what? Is that like a Motorhead fan? Like a I, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I guess so. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. Yeah, just a little bit, but that's okay. It's okay. Is it? It's okay. It's okay. Just work on it. Yeah, I'll work on it next. Yeah, it's okay. It. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where we get into a different album every week and we dissect it. We get into the nitty gritty of it. We try to have a good time while we're doing this. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're doing today. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Now. <laughs> Go to iTunes. What are you laughing about? I don't know why you laugh. I don't know why you laugh. A lot, a, lot, a lot of weird pauses already. I don't know well, what I, you're doing. I don't know what you're sometimes are you, are I you like, reading from a script? No, I'm not. But sometimes with the background music playing, you hear that, that single bell. You sometimes I. No, no. What I like to do is I like to rush through it. And then I like to say, and way out there in the ether, and then the bell hits when I pause. And then I say your name. That's what I try to like to do. Damn, never, I try to make it. Never even noticed that. So you have this down to like a science, is what you. I've been tr- or sometimes I miss the when I say Jeff. When I like sometimes I miss that that beat, but then I'll say your name and then then I'll pause. Like I'll try to make it so I can pause when the yeah. bell hits. But anyway, enough of that. Go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Don't be a Bocephus and give us a one star. Give us a five star rating because that's all that really matters in life, right? Is we want we want to be validated. So there you go. I don't know. That's it. That's all. If you didn't already know, we're getting into a Motorhead <laughs> album. But before we do that, we are going to rank their first seven albums because that's as far as Jeff got. They have twenty three albums, but Jeff was only able to get through seven. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay. So we're gonna rank their first seven albums. Okay. Because why not? Right? All why right. not? All right. Why the F not? So like uh, like every time we uh we rank albums, we uh we go from worst best to best. And uh let's let's start with you, Jeff. Teacher's pick. What do you got? What, what's your least best uh motorhead record from their first seven records? So there's only one of the records I just didn't like. I didn't like it at all. I thought it was bad, I thought it was dumb didn't fit it was just i didn't enjoy it i didn't have a good time at all okay. and that was on parole i mean it makes sense did not just dude i did not like this at all it was it was like the sound of a typical band from from like this area or a little bit earlier just stupid like what the fuck was this that's why they didn't they didn't release it they are that's why they didn't want to release it and then this was this featured a guitarist before Fast Eddie? Yes. Okay, so I, dude, I just don't, I, I, I have no favorite songs. I, I didn't even pick one. <laughs> I just, I did not, I did not enjoy this at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I understand. I mean, that it's also my least, my least best from, uh, from the first seven records. It's just like, my, like you said, it's, 
it's very typical of that era of music of like rock music it was just kind of almost boring classic rock the production sucked it just it wasn't bad and the band didn't want to put it out so they scrapped it and then they re-recorded some of the songs but with like way more energy and uh and yeah so, so they they never put it out and then after they became popular the record label put it out without them wanting it so that sucks yeah, so yeah on parole but okay. i mean if i had to pick a song it'd be uh motorhead the that song because i don't know it's the it, they did it they, they redid it well so you don't you don't have to pick a song i did though because i i, I like to have fun yeah so, so that's well, my that, number seven. So, what do you got for fun. your number six? Um, from here, <laughs> it gets like exponentially better. It, I, I would even rate this. I would even give that like a one. Like it was, it was interesting to hear, but I would not, I would not recommend that to anybody. But from here on out, it's nothing but but twos and above at least. Um, so, my next least best is another perfect day. Okay. Yeah. I got honestly, I got kind of motorheaded out by this time, and. It wasn't like a bad thing. It just this album just wasn't it just wasn't special enough. There was there was some weird kind of unmotorhead like stuff on here. Some experimental mm-hmm. stuff for them, I guess. Whatever. Uh as cliche as it may be, I, th- I think Shine. Shine is Shine is boss, dude. His his like that main riff that just kind of plays throughout the song and they really emphasize it. It's very basic. It's very childish, but they church it up real nice. They do. They it really do. up real good. And the solo is so nice and it's long and it's, it's damn good. And you hate solos. I do. I so that's a big compliment coming from you. I do. It's huge. Huge, huge. compliment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number six is uh is their their first record, Motorhead. And this is this is saying, you know, there's nothing below a two after this. Like on parole, yeah, is not a very good record. But everything after this is no less than a two on our three-point rating system, obviously. But but yeah, so Motorhead, their 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 first record, it was kind of like the best of what they were doing on from On Parole, but like, as you would say, churched up and made significantly better. The production's way better. The songs are faster. It's just it's it's just a much better version of that because half of the album is from On Parole. But and and. Honestly, my favorite song off this one is Motorhead, <laughs> is the title track. A being that 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 basic, but it's the way she goes, boys. Okay, the way she goes. So that's that's my number six. So Wowzer. what do you got for number five? What do you got for number five? Number five, Iron Fist. Okay, it's a little low, but that's fine. He, uh, it's it's weird because he kind of sings normal in this one, mm-hmm. and even though I don't really like his singing in general. Like, I especially didn't like this. And I found myself thinking, like, dude, I wish he would just sing like he normally does. <laughs> On the earlier records? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was fine. Like, I, I don't know. I, I had a good time with it. But Speed Freak, that song mm. may be, like, one of, like, a top three Motorhead song. I think that song is so fucking good. That's, it's hard to even not, I don't know, man. They may be, like, top two Motorhead songs. That song is so fucking good. It's a, it's a killer song. That it's song is absolutely killer song. Unbelievably good. But but also you haven't listened to their entire discography. That is true. That is true. So, cuz I I I I took 2 weeks out of my life Fuck. and I listened to all 23 records. And there's def- definitely a point that is very low for the band. It's still 
okay to good, but it was definitely a lull in the band. And that was like the the mid to like er, mid mid eighties to early nineties was just like it's kind of dull. But the mid or like the late nineties, they picked up again and they just like fucking killed it. It was like all good from like ninety seven on. It was great. But anyway, yeah. Would you? Would you say Speed Freak is a top 10 Motorhead song for you? It could be, but there are some Damn. really good songs. Like off Damn, the last Gina. Like four records, or last three or four records are pretty good. Like one of my, I wouldn't say, I guess, no, you know, it is my favorite Motorhead song. Is off of their second to last record. I played it on the pod like a couple months ago, the, the song Going to Mexico. That is my, that, that's my favorite Motorhead song. Damn. I, that's, that's it's, it's an amazing song, but. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Speed Freak is is a gr- absolute banger, too. Okay, well, I mean, I only listened to the first seven, so fuck yeah. do I know. I mean, you would have definitely, like, petered out once you got to the mid-'80s. Like, you, I, I know you would have just kind of, like, been like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> you would have just not enjoyed it. But anyway, yeah, so that, that was your number five, right? Uh, yeah, number fourth best. Fourth best. Well, my number five. Oh, you're, number, you're five. number five. I'm, you, go ahead. Well, my number five is another perfect day, another perfect day. Okay. Uh, this was they're kind of like kind of you can kind of tell after listening to all their records, you can kind of tell this is kind of their they're going a little bit slower. They're they're not as aggressive. They're not they're they're he sings a little bit more, so you can kind of see the the downhill. But it's still a solid record. Don't get me wrong; it's still a solid record. But I can hear the the that downturn. But my favorite song on this one is uh, "Die You Bastard." That's a banger of a song. Absolute banger. Die, you so yeah, that's my number five. Okay. Number five. So what do you got for number four? Bomber. Okay. Bulma. Um, right. Another solid effort. I, I I don't have a lot of negatives to say. It's that this is just more Motorhead. Yeah. Kind of in that same vein. They don't, I mean, we'll talk about it later on. And I guess their best and their worst qualities, they just really never changed. As, yeah, and yeah. and as far as I've listened to them, they just they never changed. But um, Stone Dead Forever, this this has a rad solo and like a cool little hook. Like, I love the way he says like forever. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. It just it's crunchy and it's I, I love the sound of everything. It's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Forever. So so that's your number four. Bomber is your number four. Yeah. Bomber is my also my number four. On this, on, oh yeah, so Bomber is my number four, and uh, so that I mean it's kind of cool that that we kind of agree on on something for once in our lives. This is a banger. My favorite song on this one is Stone Dead Forever as well. Yeah, we're we're on the same page here. What I thought was cool about this album is that they keep up the speed and like the 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 heaviness and aggression, but this every song is like significantly longer, or the entire album is longer than all their other prior records, previous records, which I thought was, was cool because they were able to keep it up for as long as they did. But yeah, uh, Stone Dead Forever is the best one. It's, it's actually, I think, the longest song on the record, but that, that, that guitar lead and that extended guitar solo and it, how it just kind of like rings out and just kind of plays out toward the end, it's great. It's fantastic. I love that. I love that song. Great album. Forever. Stone Dead Forever. So what do you got for number three? So you still have your top three is going to be Ace of Spades, Overkill, and Iron Fist. Not in that order, but those are your three. Those are your three best. It's possible. 
No, it is because there's only three left that you have, and that's that's the only ones you haven't said. <laughs> so. I mean, it's possible, yeah. Well, okay, this is fun. Um, I I could I could throw a curveball in there. But <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of Encore. Like, what's your favorite game? My favorite game is Flash Season Two. No restrictions. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid shit. Oh my god, that was so fucking. He's so stupid, and he's so funny. My number three, my third, my third best Motorhead album. He sounds like he sounds like Zach Kelfanakis when he laughed in uh, Dinner for Schmucks. I know. <laughs> when he kept just doing the like the little like, uh, little, like wheezy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just thinking like it, that whole nerd confessions thing. It just it spiraled out of control so fast. Yeah, it did. And it and it just got to the point where everybody was just fucking with one another, and especially Encore, he just like did not give a shit, and he would just fuck with everyone like that. I and mean, just and just say no 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 restrictions like that was his excuse for being stupid no restrictions. <laughs> it was, it was just oh. like it, it got to the point where it, it took itself way too serious. Yeah, oh, that was so fucking funny. That was good times. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was your number three? Don't be sorry. You're gonna apologize to me. My number three no, is you. is Motorhead. Is their is their first first debut record? They're, but they're, why though? Their debut. This is their um. Debut. This was just it was raw and uncut. <laughs> This was more, it, it was more than I thought it would be. Like some songs on here, and, and I've come to realize that Motorhead is is more punk than than a lot of the punk bands that people adore. Correct. Yes. Like all of the huge punk bands that people, like this, this is punk. Like, no, dude. Like this. Motorhead. Like listen, listen to this album. You will, you will, you will turn away. You will shy away. This yes. is this was unbelievably punk and and Motorhead is pretty much everything but like metal. They do everything. They can they can do anything and they do it all better than most. Yes. And and this correct. was this was like their punk album and I thought this was so fucking cool. But also Motorhead too the 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 track Motorhead. That's also my favorite song from this album. What a banger of an opener. Dude, that, this album was so fucking good. It's this, a killer record. This one and, and and either my number one or number two, I, I added to my list to look out for at record stores. <laughs> That's good though. That's good. Well, I know what it is because you already have one of them on vinyl. So yeah, but you don't know you don't know if my number one or if it's my number two. Oh, that's true. No, that's 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 a good point. Good point. It's a good point. Forever. <laughs> All right, my number three is Iron Fist. Obvi, Obvi, it's Iron Fist. Uh, my my number one banger on that is Speed Freak. Yes, uh, we're we're kind of on the same same wavelength there. So yeah, dude, it, it, it's it's a super quick song. Some great guitar playing. Just dude, he he's such a cool guitar player. I he's awesome. It's just it, it the Iron Fist was the the album that came out after Ace of Spades, and they the, you could tell they just like they were still like on that energy high from Ace of Spades. Like they just kept it going on this record. They just did not fucking stop. I loved it. Did I love s- this record. I love that song. Did you just snap? I was snapping. Yeah. I was you moving did my snap. Arms, man. Yeah, see, you do arms. move your fucking arms. I told you. <laughs> but see, when I move my arms, I don't touch anything. Yeah. Okay. You're over here snapping, clapping, popping. <laughs> I don't clap. 
Well, sometimes I clap, but not really. I'm more of a snapper, you know? <laughs> you like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for your number two? So our number one and two are are pretty similar, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope so. I hope they're exactly the same, but we'll see. Um, I thought they were close. Like, this was... It, it actually went back and forth until I got later on in their career, and then I changed it. Uh, but Overkill, Overkill is my number two. Okay. All this right. uh, this this was, I mean, dude, like th- this was a little bit different. They didn't really change their, they didn't really change much. But this mm-hmm. one, this one a little bit different, almost kind of bluesy in, in in some in some respects. I dug it. Like this was like front to back. It was just nonstop. Like it just didn't fucking stop, and they don't ever stop. And no. It's like, dude, I need a break. I need to like calm down. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, Motorhead are so cool, man. They're so cool. But but we'll get more into that when we get into the main album. My my favorite song from this was "Limb from Limb," and it's kind of okay. weird because this song turned from being an okay song because it starts off pretty okay, just like eh, whatever, and then it turns into this like beyond banger. It turns into this this like epic. Hail. I don't even, like, I don't even know what the fuck it is, but it completely does a 180 and it turns into a beyond banger and I was I was ready to kind of like discount this song completely and then dock points to overkill itself until the <laughs> latter 60% of the song and how like absolutely amazing it was. Ah, it's a banger, man. Overkill's a great album. It really is. Ah, such Did it's so yeah, Overkill's my number two as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, it, it is. I mean, you you can't you can't fuck with the number one. Honestly, basic basic or not, you can't fuck with the number one. So yeah, Overkill's my number two. It's it's nonstop energy as well, but it was like, it was like a less refined, a less refined like chaos, which is cool. But Ace of Spades like had that thing where they they met they they. They balance the chaos like perfectly, but Overkill was just like all over the place, which I I love and I absolutely love. But yeah, it just, I I don't know. I I don't really don't know how to explain Overkill. It's it's very much like Ace of Spades, but just more chaotic. I guess I don't know. But my Overkill, the opener track, the title track. Uh, how much cooler of an opener can you get from a Motorhead record than the song Overkill? It's it's perfect. It's a perfect song. Absolutely perfect song. All right. It is. So I guess that leads us into our. Well, I mean, what, what what album are we doing? I don't even know. Were you? You do know, but we are doing we are doing Ace of Spades. By who? Um, Motorhead. <laughs> Yeah. 
Motorhead formed in June 1975 in London, England by Lemmy Kilmister on vocals and bass, Larry Wallace on guitar, and Lucas Fox on drums. During the band's 40-year career from 1975 to 2015, they put out 22 official full-length records, 5 EPs, 13 live albums, and are highly regarded by most everybody as one of the greatest hard rock bands of all time. But that one we're doing today, Ace of Spades, is their fourth album, and it was released November 8th, 1980. The album features Lemmy Kilmister on vocals and bass, Fast Eddie Clark on guitar, and Phil Filthy Animal Taylor on drums, and it's considered by many to be their greatest record, as well as their most successful record to date. So there you go. <laughs> There's some backstory on Motorhead and this record. So uh, so let's just let's dive into this, okay. and uh, we'll let, let's right. start with our cool. first impression. Okay, sure. Yeah. Let's start with our first impressions, okay. Jeff. All right. On Motorhead yeah. and this album. What okay. do you what's your history sure. with them? Um I have I, I've dude, I have like no history with, with Motorhead. I I've known who they they were for decades. Yes. But the only song I think I've ever heard in its entirety and enjoyed was Ace of Spades and that was because of Guitar Hero. It's so crazy to me. So I just I I I don't know. Never got into them. Never had like a cousin that liked them, or never had like I don't know. Never never met like a what do you call it? Like motorheads. Motorheads. Is that what? Is that like a motorhead fan? Like a, I, I I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I I did. I've like no history with them. This has been the most motorhead I've I've ever listened to was this week and. I only know of them because how influential they were and how popular they were and, and how ugly they were. But I've never, mm-hmm. I don't know, never listened to them. You've been missing out. So this is, this is where the, this is where like my, my inner, like I'm torn on the inside. Like your inner hipster is saying that you don't want to like it, but you really love it. I, I do like it. I enjoy it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's good. But the more you listen, the more you realize that it's it's all the same, with also, subtle differences. But is there anything wrong with that? No, not inherently. I mean, a lot of the music we both listen to are inherently the same shit over and over and over. But and it's over. like, would you want to hear Jimmy World do Clarity, eight, or would you want to hear them do Clarity twenty three times? That's, no, it's weird. Some 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 bands can like slay it doing the same thing over and over and over like motorhead pretty much can as far as i've listened yeah and then some bands when they when they deviate from the plan it, they they royally fuck it up like jimmy world jimmy world i don't think is, is a good band outside of clarity Said yeah but you, you also don't D-gaff. want clarity over and over and you know i don't i don't i don't know i honestly like motorhead has, has had me questioning so many different things in my musical taste i just don't know i'm i'm legit <laughs> torn i 
uh, like normally I would hate this. Normally I think like, dude, this is dumb. They do the same fucking thing over and over and over. Their sound never changes. Their style never changes. Nothing changes about this band. It's the same shit. But then like the more I, because I, I did watch the VH1 behind the music or behind the scenes, yeah. behind the music. Behind the music, yeah. I did watch that and let me just like, yeah, we don't, we don't change. Like I don't, I don't want to, I'm happy doing this. Like why, why the fuck would I change? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, that's like, like that is that attitude is what I love is what I love about music is like, why the fuck would you want to change? If you don't want to change, you don't have to change. Don't change. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to change. So I don't, I honestly, I don't know, man, I'm torn. I, I really am. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Did you watch, uh, did you watch any of the other documentaries or just that one? That's that's the other part. That's the other part of me that's torn is the behind this this music doc was good, but it wasn't great enough for me to be like, oh, I gotta watch more Motorhead docs. <laughs> so that's like that's why I don't know, man. You should have watched the the Lemmy one from 2010. That was the one that that just was only about Lemmy, and that was like when like all like some of the really cool stories were brought to life. And it shows. Uh, it shows at the time Lemmy recorded a song. Recorded a, was it a Chuck? Yeah, a Chuck Berry song with Dave Grohl, and they they showed like them making that song, and then them hanging out in the studio, just like telling stories. And he talks about like scoring dope for, with Jim with, for Jimi Hendrix, and Jimi Hendrix like, like you know splitting up the drugs with them, and them taking a bunch of drugs, and he's talking shit on Prince, and saying Prince is just like a shitty knockoff of Jimi Hendrix. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's so cool. I mean, I I get why people like Lemmy, and I I get why he's so iconic. But like musically, he's, he's my least favorite part of the band. Like easy peasy lemon squeezy. Dude, he's such a sick bass player, though. But he's like everything I've watched from him do. Because I've watched I, I watched a couple live, not like maybe like four or five different live performances. He's not. He's not like top tier bass player of all time. He's not. Well, he's not like the most technical player. But, but he's also not a bad bass player. And and it's like you think a guy like this, and on the surface, the music that he's playing, where you think that oh, he's just he's just he's just picking fast. That's all he's doing. But it's not. He's a lot of no. chords. His fingers move up and down like more often than I ever thought they would. So he's not <laughs> like like he's not a great bass player. But he's for sure not like a bad to mediocre bass player. He's he's a very unique uh, player, and he 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 influenced a lot of bass players in general. Like especially using so many chords, and because he plays he plays the bass like a guitar. And at the time, that was very unheard of. Like when you're a bass player, you played one style, and that was pretty much it. You know. But he he was like, you know, fuck you guys, I'll play however the fuck I want. I sucked at playing guitar, so I'm gonna move to bass, and it sounds good. So that's what he did. Like he openly admits, like he was the shittiest guitarist ever, and he deserved to get kicked out of bands because he was bad. So then he picked up the bass, and that was it. So, from what I understand it too, he also didn't even know how to play either of the instruments. No, he correct. just he he joined bands because he was just he was literally just there. <laughs> and so maybe like his bass style came from just looking at the guitarist play, and that's why he played a lot of power chords on the bass. Probably, yeah. So just like trying to keep up, and and I mean he's not again just like saying he's my least favorite part of the band. I I think he's great. The vocals are for sure my least favorite part of this entire. Oh, they're so cool. They're they're cool. They are. You're you're right. They're cool, dude. They're cool, man. <laughs> That's it. They're they're cool. But dude, 
I would not have gotten past maybe like the first one or two albums had it not been for the filthy animal. There's no way. I mean, he, he's an amazing drummer. He is so fucking cool. He's my favorite part of the entire Motorhead f- stuff I've listened to, of everything I've seen, everything that I've seen them do, from his stupid haircut to like <laughs> his, his kind of like disrespectful attitude towards his own bandmates to everything <laughs> yeah. about him. I think is just absolutely awesome. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, dude, I want to talk about him too. Ah, oh, shit. But yeah, let's so, let's uh what what is your what is your first um in, impressions or, my or first whatever? Impressions. My history with the history, band. History, there you go. My history with the band. So I like you, I only I mean not like you, but the first um the first time I ever heard Mo- heard Motorhead was the song Ace of Spades. I think this is like middle school, late middle school, early high school. I I really like that song, but I never went deeper. And then I was such a big Nirvana fan and such a huge Dave Grohl fan that when he did the Probot thing, he did the first single of it, like the main song off of that Probot record was with Lemmy and it was the Shake Your Blood song. And that's what hooked me. That was the thing that was like, that made me think, fuck, dude, this is really cool. Like, let me go check out Motorhead. So then I went out and I, I checked out Ace of Spades and Overkill. And those are the first two records I ever heard from them. And that's pretty much all I've really listened to from them until like the late 2000s. And then I started to get into their newer music, and then I, and then from there I was listening to all their newer records, and then I eventually went back to this to the seventies and eighties stuff. But then I never really touched upon the late eighties and early nineties because I've always heard that they were kind of bad. So I never really touched upon it. But yeah, that's kind of like my whole history with it. It all it all kind of started with like Probot, with the Dave Grohl solo project, and that was pretty much it. Like that that truly hooked me was I that f- fucking song. I forgot. I I listened to a couple. Of- motorhead related things this week also that we'll probably go over but I, I i forgot that probot did it and then i also forgot too that i had heard of motorhead from the movie airheads oh so yeah that's yeah throw that out there that's true that's so, true. so like again though like like how how iconic is this band like how how influential is this band where just just in random pop culture they're they're thrown around like it's like it's no big deal right mm-hmm yeah like, like where the Which, joke is like, like they're the they're the punchline and you know and the setup themselves. Yeah, it's rare. It's rare when it happens. Ah, damn! And they're one of they're one of the bands too, where some might argue, well, you know, the the image and the brand is bigger than the actual music, which I don't agree with. Like their their music, like is up there. Like it's just as important as their image. And the the logos and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's like like when we when we did the Sex Pistols album, it's like the band, the Sex Pistols are are more popular as an idea than their music. Yeah. But Motorhead are both like they're known for their what they look like and their logo yeah. as well as their music. Like everything is all yeah. intertwined with Motorhead. I would agree. Oh, with so that. I would agree with that. Like Sex Pistols, Sex Pistols are are the the best example of a band's reputation like preceding them yes and exactly. and their music is shit so fuck who cares but motorhead they have both like they have the best of both worlds you know so mm-hmm. for whatever that's worth but um Damn. so good so then let's um let, let's start with uh our or do we have any stinkers on this one? uh no there are no stinkers i agree no stinkers so then what's your what's your bb what's your biggest banger on here Ace of Spades, like that's I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgia speaking, and I don't know. I I think this song is I think it's so good. 
the intro it's it's so iconic it's so recognizable and it's just so damn heavy and the song never stops it just it just keeps moving and phil drives hard constantly and he adds quite a lot of flair and like this is when i really because I, I listened to this first because i bought it on vinyl mm-hmm. i was yeah. in vinyls cool so i i i noticed it on this and i was like damn like that this is not just like generic kind of speed metal thrash stuff where the the, the drummer's just kind of keeping the pace like phil he he adds a lot of flair and it's 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 really subtle it's not it's not show offy it's not in the front it's always in the back but it's always there mm-hmm. and he's constantly doing things he's constantly keeping interesting and he really pounds on that snare too like their oh, entire yeah. discography that i've listened to too is just like fucking murdering that <laughs> snare he really is yeah have you noticed his uh his his kit setup did you ever notice it in the videos or the live performances nothing like unusual they're they're like almost vertical like if you look at a snare drum it's like it's tilted up so fucking high like i don't know how the hell he plays it like oh like, it, like like this head or, or like the surface of the stairs is perpendicular to like like a 90 degree angle from the ground yeah it's like it's almost like it almost looks like that because you know how like normally the snare is is usually flat maybe like it's tilted a tiny bit yeah but no his is like tilted up like Almost like it's a tom, like he's almost playing playing it like a like a floor tom, not a floor tom, but a just a regular tom. Oh, that's like weird. it looks it looks super weird whenever he's playing. I've always noticed that, but yeah, no, it's he has a really weird way of playing, and like whenever he's playing like the hi hat, like he's like playing, he's always playing like like sixteenth notes, like he never just kind of like sw- he's not like a swinger, like a swingy style player. If that makes sense, like he never just kind of like lays back and lets the beat go. Like he drives it forward, but he's not, he's not like winky. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not like a Travis Barker. Right. Like the one thing I noticed specifically was listening to to Phil play compared to Mickey D, who joined in '92, I think it was. So they, they had like drummers randomly here and there, and they all were just boring. But going from Phil to Mickey D, Mickey D was a it, he's an absolutely amazing drummer. But he his style of playing is very swing based and it's very loose, like the polar opposite of of Phil. But for whatever reason, it still works so well within the Motorhead sound. Like it's it's really cool listening to like modern compared to the old. Like I don't know, it's just it's almost like they're they're different bands, just solely based on the drumming, which I think is really cool. Dude, I I that that's why he's like my favorite part of the band because. They wouldn't be this hard without him. They wouldn't be this fast no. without him. They wouldn't be. They definitely wouldn't be anywhere near technical without him. Because even though you're right, he's not show offy like Travis. He kind of is. He shows off a lot, but it's so it's so compacted and it's so subtle and it's it's never at a time when it's only him. There's mm-hmm. a lot of songs where 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 fast Eddie will play a lead part, and then you'll also hear filthy animal in the back also play a lead role but it's kind of in unison so he's never taking the forefront he's always in the back but he's very show-offy but he kind of knows like when to input it when when to when to kick it into where it's not it's not taking over the song well yeah, i mean that that's what i was saying like he doesn't he, he's never in the forefront which is nice it's always if it's ever winky it's always accent it's always accenting the rest of the song or the other players 
Dude, he's like he's he's, he's never in the so forefront. So good. Like just imagine if Lars was a drummer for Motorhead. How shitty Motorhead would be. <laughs> like for real though. Like they would be garbage. No, I know. They I, would be I, fucking I, terrible. I know. And it's funny you say that because Lars's favorite band of all time is Motorhead. I know. And then I watched that performance where where Lemmy performed with Metallica. Yeah. And it was like Phil was just standing there like sticking his tongue out, staring at Lemmy the entire fucking time and it was so Cuz they awkward, fucking dude. they idolized this it guy. It was so awkward. It looked so weird. It was just like uncomfortable. I just, it yeah. was it was it was it was childish and, and uncomfortable and I just I I <laughs> I looked down on Hetfield now because of that. Oh, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. And they they've said there would be no they the only reason they ever created Metallica was because they were such Motorhead fans. Like literally, there'd be no Metallica without Motorhead. No, I, I mean, I could, I could, I totally, I totally see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah, and and Metallica have covered Motorhead so many, like almost every concert that they play, they play like at least one Motorhead song and at least one Misfit song. Like every concert, you'll hear one of each of those bands. They always play those play songs from those bands, which is really cool. But yeah, dude, Motorhead, they. They they kill it. And Ace of Spades too, man. Like I'm I'm with you on that one. It's it's truly iconic. That guitar riff too, and then that that the the bridge when it goes when it's just like Lemmy and the uh, and Phil playing. There's no guitar. It's just like that that breakdown, that bass breakdown. Yeah. It's it, it yeah. just it gets you so pumped, so pumped. I, there's never been a breakdown that gets you as pumped as that as Ace of Spades. It's true, man. It calls him as a season. Calls him as a season. And um, let's touch upon the lyrics real quick on this song while we're at it, because apparently he's he's a huge gambling addict, or he was, but he didn't like card games, which I thought was really interesting, because Ace of Spades is all about card games, and he said the reason for that is because, because he's a slot machine man, and he said why he he said why would I write a song about slot machines? Because then all I'd be talking about is fruit. What what's the point of that? So then he wrote true. the song. So he wrote the song about card playing because that's way cooler. I guess the um the 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 card the card what is it the the cards that he reads off in the the song are is like directly related to some old western movie. Like he he was pretty the lyrics in this song were like more in depth than I would have ever thought, which I thought was kind of cool. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And then this is also direct a direct quote from Lemmy regarding gambling. This is what he said. I don't trust any form of gambling with people involved in it. I like the machines better. It's pretty wise. If you think about <laughs> it's it. It's so stupid. It's pretty wise. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's, it's slot. First of all, slot machines still have people involved because who do you think fucking programs the slot machines? Nah, eh, you never know. And and like second AI, of all, baby. like like slot machines. That's how, dude. That's like the worst form of gambling. <laughs> as far as like your odds are concerned, like dude, come on. It doesn't take like a rocket. It doesn't take a fucking sixth grader to understand that you have better chances of playing table games than you do slot machines. But whatever. <laughs> overall, overall, I don't think any of these lyrics are intentionally deep or even unintentionally deep. I think, especially in Ace of Spades, I think they were written just to sound cool. I they don't do. think they're. I don't think they're. They're super deep, but they're clever. They're clever. He has, yeah, he has clever lyrics, but they're not. They're not super deep. Just clever. So, like, for instance, in Ace of Spades, he says, you know I'm born to lose and gambling's for fools, but that's the way I like it. Baby, I don't want to live forever. I don't want to live forever. That's cool, man. Like, it's <laughs> just, like, who the, you know what I mean? It's it's very, 
it's it's very it's it's a badass way to say carpe diem, right? Yeah. Because carpe diem is such a dumb fucking thing to say. Like that's another like live, laugh, love, carpe diem. Like fuck all that stupid yeah, shit. I follow science. Thing. Who cares? Fuck, <laughs> that's all stupid. It's a, that's a bad that's a badass way to say carpe diem. It is. It really is. He's he's a true badass. Absolutely. And I I, I think most of if not all of the lyrics here were intentionally written just to sound cool, and. Uh, I don't want to say that because, like, if I tried to write lyrics that sounded cool, it would come off as I'm clearly trying to sound cool. Whereas <laughs> Lemmy, he's 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 not he's no Walt Whitman, right? He's just writing things that he thinks oh, that sounds cool, but in actuality, it's like really fucking cool. It's really fucking cool because he 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 talks the talk and he walks the walk. Like he everything he talks about, like he he does in real life. Like he doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat anything. Like he openly admits everything he does. He just doesn't give a fuck. He just enjoys his life. And it's like, you know, fuck you if you if you have a problem with it. Like, I don't care. He doesn't but it, give a but fuck. But it was, it was never like, so So what I have learned from this experience is, mm. is kind of like two things. One is that, yeah, I, I, did he like, I don't know. He's, he's just not a very attractive man. He's so ugly. Oh, he's fucking hideous. But I never understood. I never got like how, like how many like women he has been with. And like, it's. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre, and I just like I, what the fuck. Like it's, cool, it's I guess. That, it's that confidence, you know. But even that will only get you so far. I don't know. <laughs> he's t- like he's not like he's not. He wasn't just ugly. Like he was ugly. Yeah, he's really ugly. Like, and he then, was gross. In, in the uh, in the Lemmy documentary that I was talking about, fuck man, I wish you would have watched it. Like you would have you would have appreciated him so much more if you would have watched it. Because the behind the music was cool, but the Lemmy documentary was fucking perfect but uh kat von d's on it and she's like he's the perfect guy she said she said like he has the perfect amount of confidence he has the perfect amount of like everything that a girl wants and she said like if if he was if he was younger and i was available i would totally get with him like girls just like like that confidence i guess and that just like you know that don't give a fuck attitude isn't kat von d the one that ripped jesse james away from one sandra bullock did she? I don't know. I don't know if it was her, but if it was, I don't know if she. So now you, you, this this loses all credibility. Yeah, because I, you know, I I do I do enjoy my Sandra Bullock here. I I know you do. I don't know why, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> also, so the other part too that I never really really realized was how not cocky Lemmy was, and and like you say, like he walked the walk, and that kind of that kind of like exudes this, this pompous attitude. Yeah. Just like saying things like that, but he wasn't like, he didn't seem pompous at all. It was, and I, I think at one point too, there was somebody in like the dressing room that was kind of like shit talking Phil or fast Eddie or something. He's like, and he told him to get the fuck out. Like, you're not going to shit talk my drummer. Like, yeah, get the fuck out of my dressing room. I don't care who you are. And so he was never like a cocky pompous dude. He just, it, and it wasn't even like he tried to like say this is my lifestyle. It's so rock and roll. It's so rad. He just he was just him. Yeah, he was just, just him. It was so calm. Like he was always so calm and cool and collected. And you always hear like the stories of you know because he when he wasn't on tour and he, when he wasn't in the studio recording, he spent every day at the Rainbow Room playing playing like playing you know fucking slots basically playing slots yeah and drinking Jack and Coke smoking cigarettes. That's what he did for hours, and fans would go there knowing he was going to be there. 
and he would they would just go and they'd say they start talking and he talked to everybody like he would just have conversations he'd take pictures he'd just like he was that cool of a dude and then not only that he as i mean he wasn't like a multimillionaire, but he was pretty well off and yet he lived like two blocks from the rainbow room like right near it in this like little shitty rundown like two bedroom apartment and he's like in in the lemmy documentary in 2010 he's like I pay $900 a month here. Why would I want to live anywhere else? I live a couple blocks from the rainbow room where I go every day. I can walk down there. I, and I just, I can come home and that's it. Like he, he's, he was like the simplest man. He's kind of a whore. He was kind of a hoarder, but otherwise nice. he just, that he's definitely he was a hoarder. So, oh, you saw like the videos and stuff. Of that, yeah. Of his house. Or his yeah. Apartment? It was so messy. Yeah. It's pretty bad, but I mean, otherwise, the guy lived a really modest life, all things considered, you know, but for as like, crazy I, as he was. But but if you asked him, he would probably say, like, no, this is I'm I'm living the dream. Like, this is unbelievable for me. <laughs> and so just just to I don't know, just to be so humble after being so famous and so popular and so influential and so recognizable, just to keep that that humility for so long is just it's it's unheard of. It really is. May may there may never, ever be anybody like him. I don't think so. I think he's, he was truly one of a kind, truly one of a kind. But nobody does that on that, <sighs> on that kind of stardom level. No, not at all. Not at all. Damn, dude, he was so rad. So cool. They all were so rad. And it's also, dude, I also never realized how many people in this band have died. Yeah, the, the classic lineup of the guys on this all record done. are all dead. But also yeah. other people, too, that have played with them have also died. Yeah, I know. It's, there's, there's I'd say so I'd say almost death. half of the members. I'd say almost half of the members who played in the band are dead now. Close to half. Oh, dude! And then that that VH1 documentary, he was talking about. I think he was talking about Phil, and he was talking about how he died, and 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 you could see him kind of tear up. No, it wasn't about Phil because Phil hadn't died yet. Because Phil Phil died a month before Lemmy did. Oh, okay. There was the guy from Thin Lizzy then, right? Oh, yeah. It must have been him, yeah. Then it had to have been that guy. But yeah, he yeah. teared up and said, well, I don't know. It was it was a very, I don't know. I don't want to say like humbling because it's kind of sad. But it was, it, it put, it put let me even more in perspective as a normal person. Yeah. And I think, and then in the, the Lemmy documentary too, he's, he said, he was, he tells people like his, his friends are like, he tells his son or something like that. He says that, yeah, I've seen like most of my friends die. Over the years, he's like, I don't know how I'm still alive because I'm doing the same things they were doing, but everyone else died except for me. That's right, because he because he died like six or seven weeks after Phil died. Yeah, uh, Lemmy did. Yeah, it was like super. It, it was very yeah. close after he died, and then like a year or a couple years later, then Fast Eddie died. Fast Eddie died. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's fucking crazy, man. It is it's cool crazy though. that, that Lemmy lived for as long as he did. It is cool that Fast Eddie got to play. I saw that he played with him. He, they played Ace of Spades or something before Lemmy died. Yeah. So that's I, cool that they, they, they kind of like reconciled, I guess, or whatever, and played together yeah, I, one I last think time. They, I think they, they had a falling they had a falling out for many years because I also watched the uh, the the making of album of uh, Ace of Spades. So what it was was they had they actually had Lemmy and Phil come into a studio and like talk about the record and like they, they were like they were fucking with like the sound mixer and turning parts up like different instruments up and down. But then Fast Eddie wasn't there. He was 
he was filmed separately at a different studio doing the same thing. So I, and that was like 2005, I think, when that documentary came out. So I think even up until that point, they were they were still hating each other. Or at least Eddie was. I, I don't know. Because it doesn't seem like Lemmy ever really hates anybody. He just kind of goes with the flow. I, I think so, too. I Honestly, I think like Lemmy is kind of... I don't know, just, just reading a little bit, too, about their the guy that did the logo that was Paul, Joe, Joe Pata, Patagno. Mm-hmm. He, he did the, that, whatever the fuck that whatever thing is called. Is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he did that. And then he left because he hated the management company. And let me put out a statement saying like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what Joe's talking about. I don't see it, but if he feels that way, it must've happened. So I think Lemmy's kind of like, even like over under that hard exterior, I think he's just kind of like a pushover. Very just, Let's just be friends. Let's just chill. Or he just gives like everybody the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's kind of what it is. And he or he just kind of like, I think it just comes down to him just not really caring. You know? Yeah, yeah, I see what it is. That's what it is. Because like, what the 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 popular story was that, uh, I guess he uh, Lemmy had said that the darkness, the band, the darkness, and that song. What is it? I, I believe in a thing called love. Oh, so he good. said. He he said that that song was a novelty song. Like the song's whatever, but it's just it's a novelty song. It, this band's not going to go anywhere. And then the singer from the Darkness said in an interview called Lemmy a cunt, and called just was like talking shit on him. And then Dave Grohl, after whatever, was hanging out with the guys from the Darkness at the Roxy or whatever. And uh, and then they Dave Grohl was talking to them about what had happened. And, and Dave Grohl was like, "Dude, no, Lemmy's like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet." Like. Like, have you ever met him before? And they're like, no, 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 fuck that guy. Like, they were all talking shit on him. And, uh, and he's like, no, no, seriously, like, he's the nicest guy ever. So then, so <laughs> then they next roll, door to the, to the so, rainbow room. So Dave went to the bathroom and he called Lemmy. He's like, Lemmy, come, come down. I don't know if it was the Roxy, but he was like somewhere close to where Lemmy lived. He's like, Lemmy, just come down here right now. Just, I'm, I'm with the guys from the darkness. Just come down, you know, just hang out, you know? And so Lemmy showed up like 20 minutes later. And apparently, like, the guys from the darkness, like, they turned like, white as a sheet and they were just like <laughs> terrified and let me just went over to them and just like started hanging out with them just like talking with them or whatever and it ended up being just like a really cool night like they nothing even happened like let me was just totally cool with them and then they totally bitched out the darkness guys totally bitched out Cause I, dude because it's like let has he had this 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 aura of him and and you don't hear stories of Lemmy like smashing bottles on people's faces and like cutting people in bars because he just he just didn't care and when he says that your your band sucks or your band is a novelty act like he he legit thinks it but that doesn't (laughs) mean that he can't be friends with you that doesn't mean he can't hang out with you and and love you and and be your friend it's just he thinks your music sucks but who cares right i know right (laughs) who the fuck you don't have to like everything like fuck man (laughs) it's true one of a kind Ah, dude, he's he was so he was just he was funny. Like he's a funny guy too. But yeah. Anyway, sh- should we play another song? What do you want to do? Let's um. Let's see what else here. Right, so I think the first. I, I think "Love Me Like a Reptile" is also a banger. There's, I, I do have a. I do have several okay songs though. Oh, well, okay, what are your okay songs? So we can um, shoot you in the back. I think is okay. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, fast and loose. I think that's okay. Uh, my four banger, but okay. <laughs> Actually, I can have a lot of okay songs here. Oh, I only got three more. <laughs> only three more. F- fire, fire, I think is okay. 
Jailbait, I think, is okay. And Bite the Bullet, I think, is okay. Okay. Well, I definitely disagree with you on two of those. Which, which ones you got? Okay, Fire Fire is my number one banger. What? It's my number one. Jailbait is my number two banger. Look, you're just being stupid now. <laughs> Ace of Spades is my third banger, but... So so I, I, so so fire fire is cool. That double step by Phil, I think helps keep the pace, but it still feels slow, and it's kind of weird. I like it. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you said earlier, he he rides that hi hat and he always hits it so fast, but sometimes yeah. he'll slow it down, like in the backbeat, to where the song kind of gives you that that false feeling of slow, but it's still really fast. And I think that's why Phil is absolutely fantastic. But he is. But he the really backup is. vocals in Fire Fire, I think, you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of how though. That's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, right. It's like it's so it's so rock and roll sounding. I all love right, it. all right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, what? honestly, I'm gonna play a little bit <laughs> okay, of Fire okay. Fire because we haven't <laughs> played anything else. So here it is, Fire Fire, my fir- my one banger. There you go, Firefire from the Motorheads. All right, yeah, that's Firefire, my favorite song. Oh, my, that's my, right. My BB, my biggest banger on this. That's crazy. That is your biggest banger. It is, dude. It's so you're good. You're fucking dumb. That's just stupid. It's you're, so you're, catchy. You're, you're talking. You're talking stupid. That's fine though. Uh, um, and then that the, the little breakdown with the with a double bass, like that. Or it's not even like a double bass. It's like this syncopated thing that he does. Oh, it's so good. No, that so the, there are good parts to this, and and the solo's got a little wah effect to it, short and sweet. And that bridge part is really killer. But one thing I notice they do, and it kind of irritates me now that I like think about it, and or now that I thought about it and listened to it more and more, is they fade out on their songs. I fucking can't stand when bands fade out. I don't like Why? it. Why? Just end the song. If you don't have an ending, then you don't have a fucking song. A song has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It doesn't have to be. It has to be. Yes, it Jeff, has you to listen be. to prog rock. Come on, dude. And that has beginning, middles, and ends. But it also has a lot. Of, it also has a lot of unnecessary shit. Absolutely, but the most unnecessary thing is to fade out. It's like, oh, no. we can't, we can't think of an ending, so let's just keep it going. And then some parts of this album, and, and Motorhead in general, some of the good, like the really, really good stuff is when they just start grooving, when they just start jamming, when they just start going. 
Mm-hmm. And then right when they do that, it fades out. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of shit pissed me off a lot. But Fire Your Fire, I thought it was okay. I thought it was an okay song. Just okay, wow. Yeah. Damn. And let's get into the next okay song, Jailbait. Jailbait, okay. Because that's your it's, second banger, right? That is my that is my second banger. Yeah. It's kind of weird how the lyrics in both songs too, they kind of, they're about the same thing, but in a weird way, I don't know. But Jailbait, yeah, no. Song-wise, those two songs are the are the two best. Is it? I mean, it ha- it has a cool bluesy riff to it, but Jailbait was when I first was like, damn, it's kind of, it's a little hard to differentiate some of these songs. But see, Jailbait has like one of the grooviest parts of this entire record. Like, it, it's one of the grooviest song I'm, I sh- songs I should say. Because there's no fade ending. It's just, it's them no. grooving and then it stops. No. Boom. No, no. There you no, go. No, 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 no. That's exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so annoying. Why did I do that? Uh no, that that's not that's not the reason. It's just it's just an all around fucking banger, dude. I don't know why it's super catchy, it has that groove, it That that riff that the the riff in the song is the best part of the song. No, Lemmy's yes. Lemmy's mel the, the melody is the best part of the song. I don't understand like anybody can think that that Lemmy is like the the coolest or the best part about this band. I just don't. I, I like those that sentence structure spewing from your pie hole. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how anybody. Like I could said, ever he's he's not technically the best, but but you don't need to be technically good I know, to to, you to carry thing. Mark Hoppus has some fantastic fucking bass lines. But it's not just that. It, it's it's the style. It's the the attitude. The vibe. There's so much more than just the technical ability of the player, but you take, and I and that's where Lemmy, Lemmy comes out. in. You take Lemmy out of this band, and they could do. You'd well. have nothing. Well, they could, they do, could well, do well, but they could do well, but they would be nothing. You take Phil Lemmy. out of this band. This band's stupid. That, see, this band's dumb. See, see that 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 right there is stupid. This band's dumb, bro. No, dumb. What you did, that is stupid because you clearly didn't listen <laughs> to like their later <laughs> records when Mickey D was playing drums. Mickey D, D, dude. That's homie. They're dumb, dude. Seriously, I don't care. You could, you could suck on those nuts. I don't care. Out of control, dude. I mean, later, later, Motorhead was really good too. Honestly, it was, it was solid stuff. Maybe I should have told you, like, hey, this is what I think so far, and then you could have told me to listen to later stuff because I honestly believe. And again, I've not listened to anything past what we've already talked about, but I honestly believe. That this band would be nothing without Phil. I I mean yeah it's it's it is hard for you because hard hard for you to 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 see that just because you didn't you haven't seen the other eras of the band. I mean Phil is clearly at a very important member in the whole the whole scheme of Motorhead, but dude you can't you just can't. I'm really interested in this in this you Mickey, can't, Mickey D. Yeah, you just lineup. can't knock him because he, he is such a great drummer. But just a very different kind of drummer. His, his style is very different from from Phil, but it, for whatever reason, it still works so well with Motorhead. And also because you know Phil Campbell, the guitar player who who took over after Fast Eddie. I mean, he's he's a great guitar player too, great great guitar player. And I, I he doesn't he neither of those two members get enough credit. They they deserve way more credit than they they've ever received. Well, and yet and yet both of those players played in Motorhead far longer than <laughs> Phil and and Eddie ever did. Oh, okay, 
because because so. I don't I don't think I think Fast Eddie gets just as much credit as as he deserves. Because oh. he's not he's not an overly complex guitar player. He's not. But you don't need to be. He's not. He's not fast in the sense of his name is kind of. Well, I don't think it had. I don't think it had to do with his. He can he can pick fast and he can he can run scales pretty damn fast, but but I don't I don't think he, it had to do with his playing style. I really I I think it had more to do with his lifestyle than his playing. Well, he he does like your your your. I mean, now it's generic, but at the time it definitely was not generic. But you listen to any any kill switch solo and and it's a Motorhead solo just kind of rearranged. You listen to yeah. like like of mice. I'm, I don't know why of mice and men I thought of, but. Now of mice or and just men, metal core in general, any, any kind of metal or metal core stuff, and it's, a lot of it, it sounds just like Fast Eddie, and it's it's that tremolo style picking is what he's doing. Yeah, and and he can do that fast, not like fucking Dick Dale. But he was also fast, like one of the earlier ones to do it. No, I, I agree, it. but that's why I say that he gets as much credit as he does deserve because he's not he's 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 not going in the books as one of the greatest of all time, top ten, fifteen, no. twenty. But in the context of like metal, he's top ten probably. Eh, debatable, but yeah, I mean he's still great, but he's not the greatest. He to me he's the weakest part of the band. Eddie Eddie Clark is the yeah he's the weakest part of the band. It's still fucking amazing, but the crazy weakest. crazy to think that Lemmy's not the weakest part of this band. I just don't understand. Get the fuck out of here. Who who, who do you think is the strongest part of the band? Oh, Lemmy, hundred percent. Okay, I'm I'm out. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> but no, he really hey, is. Hey, I mean, David I, Jaffe, David Jaffe. Don't get me wrong. Dude, we haven't David Jaffe in so long. No. Damn, it's been, I don't even know how long. It's been years. <laughs> <laughs> but no, on, honestly, I mean, I, I think Phil and, and Eddie are amazing musicians, but there's something about Lemmy, man. It's not just his persona. It's not just his, the stuff outside of the band. It, he brings so much attitude to this fucking music it's great i think it, i i think if you just if you gave somebody who had never listened to motorhead such as like myself and you gave them a bunch of music and i listened to motorheads the seven albums and then i watched that vh1 doc mm-hmm. so I, I think if you just gave somebody who didn't know anything about the band and just say hey listen to this like what like what, what, what like what are the highs what are the lows and so i think it's a little different because I am coming into this like completely just fucking unmolded, whereas yeah. you you have had like decades of, of experience and you're like the Lemmy of this of this part. I mean, right? not, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that I'm the biggest Motorhead fan because I'm not, and a good like a good chunk of their discography I'd never really heard. So this last two weeks was the first time I've ever listened to every single record. But yeah, so I'm not like this this crazy expert. Well, you you knew that his last name wasn't Killmeister. I thought his last name was Killmeister until this week. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Killmeister. See, even that you're still sounding like it's Killmeister though. So I'm no, I'm not. <laughs> it sounded like you said Killmeister. I did not say Killmeister. I didn't say you said. I said it sounded like you said it. But I didn't. But that's, so that's how do you say it sounded like when I didn't? That doesn't make any sense. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like things can't sound like something because you just know it because you you want to hear something else and that's what you're hearing. That's why you said it sounds like it. Oh I didn't say God. you said it. It sounds like it. You're unbelievable. You're, but that, that's what I'm saying. You give somebody who has never heard Motorhead or never been ex, ex, exposed to it, and you said like, what, like, like, what do you like about this band? What do you dislike? What are the highs, the lows? 
I would still like say almost objectively that that the drumming would be like, dude, the drummer is fucking good here, and the vocal is something that is an acquired taste. And then once you get to know Lemmy, once you get to know the band, their lifestyle, who they were, their influence, then it's like, okay, now I understand the importance of the vocal delivery and and of him as in general as a bass player. But I think just just offhand from the start, like you gotta gravitate towards the drums. Yeah, I guess so. I, I I guess it's just hard for me to to come from that viewpoint because I've known Motorhead this way for so long. I don't know. I've I've literally never heard any of these songs other than Ace of Spades. I just and if I have, I do not I do not remember at all. Just don't remember. No. All right. Well, what's your uh, what's your two B? What's your second banger? Oh, oh dear Lord! Um, I, I, I like, even though it's it's, no, that's not my two B. I would say probably we are the road crew is my two B. Mm, that's a good one too. I like dance. But I think okay. it's weird. I think, I think, Why? I, think I don't know because it's about dancing. Yeah, that's exactly what it's. It's just what <laughs> I like about dance is that it's just straight rock and roll. This is this is what Motorhead is. Motorhead is rock and roll. Yeah, they've never been nothing, nothing more than rock and roll, and this is like a lyrically, this is just that. It's just really stupid, typical fifties lyrics. Of just people saying, "Just get up on the dance floor and start dancing." That's it. Like, there's no deeper meaning than that. Just get up and have fun. I think it's great. Yeah, that's that's like literally what I wrote. I said probably a metaphor for fuck it, just have fun. Yeah, that's what it is. It's him. It's him. It's Lemmy's love for Little Richard, Elvis, uh, Buddy Rich. You know, just just stuff from the fifties. Because I mean, Little Richard, he's always said is like his biggest influence. Is it's his favorite artist of all time. There's nobody greater than Little Richard. It's 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 kind of interesting too because he also I I saw somewhere probably in the doc that he mentioned that a lot of these rock and roll guys like they never changed and and they stayed the same for decades and pumped out mm-hmm. arguably the greatest music of all time and so like why the fuck like why why should I change if I don't want to like there's no reason for me to yeah and so that's that's interesting and I do think that a lot of Motorhead's music is just rock and roll with metal flair with thrash moments with punk elements but when you get down to it it's just it's just rock and roll music yeah so speaking of rock and roll music i so i was watching what was i watching was it the lemon i think it might have been the lemmy well no i I don't like that show that show's awful but no i think it was the lemmy documentary they were they were talking to henry rollins from black flag and stuff and he was saying that this kind of blew my mind too because I never really thought about it, but it also blew Henry Rollins' mind because one time he said he was hanging out with Lemmy and Lemmy said, I remember before rock and roll. And if you think <laughs> about it, like what does that mean? And then if you think about it, it's like there was a time before rock and roll existed and that's what Lemmy was saying. Like he remembers growing up and being a te- teenager and there was no such thing as rock and roll. It was like big band music, jazz some blues and that's it. Like there was no real rock and roll. Yeah, rock like that, and roll wasn't a thing until I think 56 specifically. Yeah. When with little Richard and Elvis, I mean that that's, that's crazy to even think about. Like you never think about, there was a time before rock and roll and there are people alive that, that remember before rock and roll that, <laughs> I, that, that like boggled my mind too. I just, 
it's just something you never think about. Yeah, because it's so. Because I, I mean, that's what we that's what we grew grew up in was rock and roll, classic rock to punk to metal. Like as we grew older, like we've always known rock music, but there was a time not even a hundred years ago, not even seventy five years ago, that there was no such thing as rock music. Yeah, nothing. no, I mean, it's well, weird. True, yes, in the in the term rock and roll, yes, like that wasn't coined until like fifty six. And uh, I think specifically about Chuck Berry, but before that, you can hear rock and roll, but with country twang, the Nashville sound. There, there was rock and yeah, roll but before like, that, but it wasn't rock and roll as we know it today. Yeah, it wasn't actual rock and roll. There were, st- there was stuff that eventually evolved into it, but there wasn't like true rock and roll. It's weird. But that is, Super but that weird. is weird to think that, that where we are today in music, people are still alive. That that were there before before it happened and before it all and remember everything like they remember the explosion you know of rock and roll and then they they remember the explosion of the beatles can you imagine that can you imagine a time before the beatles that in itself is very strange it is strange because almost a hundred years ago like we're like it's not (laughs) we're getting to the point where it's almost a hundred years ago it's not well it's not, not so. If rock and roll was officially coined, I think it's 1956. I keep saying that. Pretty sure it's 1956. We're in 2020. Yeah. So we're 30 years away from it being almost like 100 years ago. That's mm. yeah. So it is kind of almost 100 years ago. Yeah, it's not though. But it is, but okay. Eh, it's not okay. 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 Should we play another song? What What do you want to do? Um. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, I like I said, love love me like a reptile. I think is a banger. Live to win. I think is a banger. We are the road crew. I just said that was my second banger. And you oh, let's play that. On that one. Uh, the no, 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 no. I, I, I do want to talk banger. about that one. Oh, okay. What? So let, let's play. We are the road crew. And then we'll talk about that one because I thought that was one of the coolest songs. It's not one of my banger, my big bangers, but it's one of the coolest ones. Cause you like all the bad songs, but that's so cool. here's a uh, we are we are the road crew.
There you go. We are the road crew from Motorhead. We are the road crew. That's such a cool riff. It's so cool. Very cheesy. Very cheesy. This uh, dig it. this this had also one of my favorite lyrics from from Motorhead, and it's it's when he says, "But I I but I just love the life I lead. Another beer is what I need. Another gig, my ears bleed." Yeah, that's it's cool. also very. It's very straightforward. Just he didn't give a fuck. He knows it's shitty. He knows it's gonna kill him. He knows that it's destructive, but he likes it. What do you want but me? he's talking about the road crew. He's talking about the his, his actual crew. But is he? I think no. Come on, dude. No, you know he's not. You know the reason he why he loves his road crew so much is because they are like him. Well, yeah, they are. They one are in like the him. same. He needs them as much as they need him because he, oh. you know, obviously they wouldn't be employed had it not been for him. But he needs them to be on point. He needs them to be who he is, and he doesn't care. Even if they don't have him, he, he's still going to do the same thing. So I yeah. think I think this whole like road crew and I, I you know I read the story where he rode on the toilet in like ten minutes and he <laughs> loves his road crew and everything and that's really cool but I think like he surrounded himself with people like him yeah and, like, I think that, so yeah that that lyric speci- that stanza that thing specifically I think is very very telling because that's who he is and that's who he wants pe- that's who he wants to surround himself with are people like him. That's a good. I mean, that that that's a good interpretation of it for sure. What I I heard in a, a thing that D. Snyder from Twisted Sister said, he was saying in in the Lemmy doc that uh, he had toured with Motorhead and Twisted Sister back in like eighty one or eighty two or something like that, and then he toured with Motorhead again in like two thousand nine, as just like a solo act, and he said it was the exact same crew from nineteen eighty two to two thousand nine. Like nobody had changed, <laughs> nobody on the crew, the Motorhead crew had changed. So he said it was like this cool like reunion with all these people he knew from the early '80s that were still there, and I thought that was super rad. It's it's just it's the, like they're the unsung heroes of the music world. Yes, and and they get like literally zero recognition. Mm-hmm. That's and true. So it's it's nice to see not only somebody acknowledge the fact that they have a supporting cast that they have people there helping them out but also that they're just like friends that they're 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 one and the same lemmy is no different than his road crew they all have the same dreams of of just being a rock star and 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 living that life and they don't even care and they're happy with it not bad not good it's just what they want yeah yeah it's true and then i heard uh, I, i like eddie was eddie clark was saying in another and like a making of the the Ace of Spades record, he was saying that because they were talking about they were talking about the song on the the documentary, and they were saying like yeah the the some of the road crew would like joke around with the band members because they would show up they would obviously show up early to set everything up, and then they would bring the girls to the to like to the backstage or whatever for the band or whatever, and some of the crew members would like go up to like Eddie and they'd say. Like, like after Eddie, you know, after he did whatever with the girl or whatever, the, the guy from the road crew would come up and say, like, oh, how did I taste? Because, like, they got the action before the band members did. <laughs> I, that, I thought that was pretty damn funny. But, yeah, I guess that's, that. That's very rock and roll, too. <laughs> it's very rock and roll. But he was saying, like, the road crew, they, they would always do shit like that. Like, they would get, like, the first dibs on the girls before the band even got it. Which but I even, thought was, I don't know. But to even be like that... 
I don't know, like a first name basis type of thing with with your band to 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 insult them in that kind of way, I guess. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how it was, like like a like a in jest. But to even be on like that type of first name basis is is really cool. And you you like you never hear about this, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's like the road crew, much in the same light as like the stage crew and, and plays or, or like behind the scenes for movies. Like just get shit on. They get paid like pennies on the dollars of the big actors for whatever it's worth. But they just get shit on all the time. And it's cool to see not only a, a guy write a song for them, but also acknowledge that they're the same people. It's dude, they're Motorhead's so cool, man. And I want to get back to to Phil because there there are two stories from this this album cycle. You, don't even like you, Phil. Say. you think Phil's the fucking no, worst Phil's drummer great. of all time? You think Lars no, is better? No, no. You said that. Okay, okay. Now now you're being really silly. <laughs> <laughs> but so during this 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 album cycle, uh, the day before they were going on tour, so this is a Thursday night. Their first show was on that Friday night. So that Thursday night. Uh, they were all really drunk and whatever. They were using a bunch of shit and Phil ended up getting in a fight with somebody for like over something stupid. I don't even remember what. So he, he started punching this guy and he broke his hand or he broke like two of his fingers on his hand and they had a show the next night. So they thought, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? So they ended up just taping a, a drumstick to his hand and he played like for several re- weeks with <laughs> just a fucking drumstick taped to his hand with gaffer tape. And he said it hurt like hell, but what is he going to do? He can't stop, so he just would drum with a broken hand. Tape, and a stick taped to his hand. I thought that was like, dude, who the fuck does that? It's that's, insane. That's like Fast Eddie breaking his leg or whatever it was and then playing in a, in a, in a chair for a lot of Did the... Did he do that too? A lot of the shows, yeah. He like sat down and played guitar. Because I, there was there was like some silly little argument and somebody pushed him and he like fell back and fucked his leg up or something. Just something so dumb. Well, did you hear also during this this era or this album cycle too, when uh, Phil broke his back? What? So apparently, what? Yeah, he, How? Some well, they were all drinking or they were doing whatever, and so one of this guy like picked Phil up and like I guess there was like some bed like can you lift him over your head? So he picked Phil up like a like cradling him like a baby. And then he like, and then he threw him up like he was like, like a barbell, like up <laughs> over his head, and then lifted him up. And then when he lifted him up, he locked his elbows, and then he lost the guy lost his balance and fell backward. Oh yeah. And Phil Phil fell too and landed right on his back. And he said like, when when his back broke, he instantly sobered up, and that was it. And then it would like hit the news that the drummer from Motorhead, you know, broke his back, but he still might play. And I think he did play some some gigs, but after a while, but. Yeah, dude, the guy was insane. The guy was nuts. <laughs> that sounds so severe. Like you, you break <laughs> your back. Like you, dude, you're dead. What do you mean he broke you? You're dead. You're gone. <laughs> like the uh, only thing worse than that is people say I break. Like I, I broke my neck or like my neck broke. It's like no, you, you fucking died. You, you shouldn't be alive. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I well, I think that might be it with 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 Phil on for me. I, I don't know. I know he's fucking nuts, but I don't know what else you got. Um, just I guess some talking points here. Uh, Triple H, he he's used he's used. Um, I've I've seen Triple H enter the ring a hundred times over the past couple decades. Never knew that was Motorhead until this week, actually. And I know yeah. we've I know we've talked about it too before in the past. 
don't care. Never didn't remember it. So yeah, he's used it. He's used Motorhead as his entrance song. That's cool. Triple H used to be cool. I don't care anymore. Uh, they they won best metal performance in the Grammys in two thousand five. So weird. But That's yeah. So they were against Cradle of Filth, Hatebreed, Kill Switch, and Slipknot. Slipknot's Vermilion, and and they lost all those lost to to Motorhead. That's so weird. Like it's weird it's that so it took weird. it took this long for the Grammys to even get on their shit and and recognize a cool metal performance or that they won just in general. They won over Slipknot, and or even like Cradle. Of Fil- I mean, like all these bands were at the height of their career, you know. Yeah. And then Motorhead, who had who's been out of the spotlight for almost twenty years at that point, you know they they win a Grammy. It's just it's so strange. Not that it's undeserved, but so strange that that had to have been maybe like like pressure right from the community i don't know because it, it, it yeah, does maybe. it does seem kind of weird um uh, let's see here. I, I don't really i don't i don't know i don't i don't really know what just else don't I, know. Know. I just I, don't know we talked about a lot of these a lot of these things here the album art i guess we could we could yeah let's jump on, in that let's real quick on that, man it was made to look like a western and, and they all dressed to look like popular Western heroes <laughs> from from movies, it just sounds so British. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, kind I of. don't know. It's just they. It's just like they they just don't like they they only see America as, as like the as <laughs> as like the movies, you know. Like they don't know America as anything but the movies. So so I don't I don't I'm not a. <laughs> I don't know a lot about like geography, in 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 the England area. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's dirt like this. I don't know if there's any kind of desert at all over there across the pond. But the fact that they did this cover to make it look like this is, I mean, this, I see this fucking all the time just driving outside my house. This looks like Arizona. <laughs> and so they're all dressed up <laughs> as, the point. as like popular Western heroes. And, and it is, it is very stupid, but it's really, but I, I like it a lot. I think it's really cool. So what I was reading about it was, yeah, it w- they they wanted to make it look like a like a spaghetti western, which is cool. So where they where they took the pictures was a place called like Blarney, and I guess that's a a place that that doesn't look like that at all. Like it like they just happened to find one spot in a very specific area that looked like that, <laughs> but otherwise yeah. like that whole part of the the wherever does not look like that and whenever they would tell people oh yeah that's where we took the picture they would just laugh at them and then also when they took the picture it was very cloudy out so they actually airbrushed and they essentially i guess you could say photoshopped the blue sky behind it so all that blue sky is fake nice yeah so that that that's the little story behind that but that just makes like so like this is a dumb cover. This is a this is a dumb. This is this is stupid. Like a bunch of guys dressing up as something they probably don't know anything about in a place that doesn't look like that behind a backdrop that's been that's been doctored. Like this is this is what you would expect from like the Stones or, or any kind of pop group. But the fact that Motorhead, their music and their lifestyle is the complete opposite of this. I did. But no, they 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 dressed up like they they said that they dressed up like their favorite characters in westerns. But they look terrible at it. Well, yeah. So Fast Eddie things. is supposed to be the man with no name. He's supposed to be Clint Eastwood. He looks yeah. stupid. <laughs> like everything is all wrong. And and yeah. I I've I've never seen the show Maverick, 
which is what uh, uh, it's Lemmy, uh, I think. One of them is supposed to be and, and, the, and the other one's supposed to be Marlon Brando and and um, yeah, and that's Phil. Yeah, Phil well, whoever it was. Brando. I've never seen those two, but I've, I I've, I looked at pictures and things like that, and and still like they they don't no 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 no. <laughs> but I'm I'm hoping I'm thinking that this was all just kind of like just it was just paying homage to the things that they maybe like and just as a joke. Well, I don't know if it was a joke. Because these, they, I don't know, man. These guys seem very down to earth. I mean, I guess Lemmy does. I don't think Phil. They said they were saying the original artwork was actually them sitting around like a poker table, like in like a western, like in a western, and it's supposed to be like you know sepia toned or like brown tinted, and it was them sitting around a poker table doing that, and that was the original cover, and it turned out bad. It didn't look good. So then they decided, oh, let's do this instead, and that's the artwork we have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So this is what they thought was better than maybe the than original. Maybe they did think this looked cool because this is, I mean, this is I mean, my, stupid. This, this is, is the a late dumb 70s. cover. This is a dumb cover. This is not, <laughs> this is, this does not hold up well. This is it just may stupid. Be, you know, honestly, it may be dumb, but it is iconic. Oh, for sure. It's iconic. Like, and it's one of the, I don't know if it was the first one or one of the first ones to not feature the, the pig, war pig, man bear pig thing on the front, right? <laughs> Where the fuck that thing is? <laughs> I guess yeah. That, I've that seen works. like four South Park episodes, and that was one of them. I don't know why you haven't gotten more into that show, but that's fine. One day you'll <laughs> learn. Better than The Simpsons. What's yeah, easy to tiger? Was this the first episode? Or the, the fuck me? Was this the first album not to feature the Manberry Pig on the front? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, pretty positive. Maybe I mean, not like on parole, but. Technically, it's still there. It's on the little lapel, the little. Yeah, but it's not. It's not in the forefront. It's not. Yeah. Have you seen the the album covers from like the early or from the nineties? Dude, that shit's like that's some. It's like super intricate. It's that it's the man bear pig, but it's um, but it's very like. I don't know. It's just wild. It's so fucking nineties. It's almost like doom. It's almost like. Like Doom artwork, but with man bear, with the their man bear pick logo. Was that after he left the the artist, the jo, uh, Joe? Uh, I don't know. Da- probably it, might, it probably was because I mean, no artist is going to stick around stick around with a band for that long. It's yeah. not going to happen. Snaggletooth. That was another nickname people would give that man bear pick thing. <laughs> oh God! So that's cool. All right, well, we got anything else? Do we want to wrap it up? What do you want to do? We didn't play very many songs, but no, I don't know. I don't know why we didn't. We just talked a lot. Just talked a lot. Fucking yeah. annoying. Um, let me we see. Just keynote. <laughs> did you listen to the the um, the Please Don't Touch cover? Was that the one they did with the girls? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that song's so good. Okay. I, I didn't really... You, you really <laughs> thought it was okay? <laughs> no, I... I I thought it was bad, but okay. That you think oh it was God. okay or good? Ah, you're so dumb. There was a lot of stuff that they did. Well, the, okay, so they did a couple things, right? They did one where it was like a BYO split, where they they covered uh, uh, another group and then the other group covered their songs, and they did another thing with that group where the girl was, was very like overly sexual, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and both of them I thought were okay. At best, yeah, I just I don't I don't get it I don't get it. And then I listened to Fast Eddie's uh, other 
group thing that he did with with the bass player from UFO called Fastway. It was Pete Way from the bass player from UFO, and mm-hmm. they they formed a band called Fastway. How was that? I've I've never listened to it. The music was really cool, and I only listened to it because I have a couple U, UFO albums. That I think are fucking so good. Yeah. And I listened to it, and I thought the music was absolutely fantastic, but the vocals are just trash. I think they're Who sing on it? Stereotypical and dumb. I don't know. Don't care. <laughs> so this, the singer wasn't anybody significant? If it was, I'd, I hope I don't find out who it is, because I, I <laughs> had zero interest in the singing. What was it like, though? I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, typical 80s? The singing like, the singing was rock? definitely typically typical 80s, but... The music was very much almost like a blend of Motorhead and UFO. I know you don't probably listen to a lot of UFO, but mm-hmm. not as fast, not as heavy, not as crunchy as Motorhead, but not as hair metal esque as what you'd probably expect from eighties music. It was kind of somewhere in the middle, like okay, a, like a middle ground. It was, it was cool, interesting. Okay, I'm I'm interested in, in hearing that, but whatever. I think that was the Maybe only someday. other thing I listened to by non-Motorhead stuff. You should have just listened to all the Motorhead records, like I did. I got pretty tired, to be honest. And then today, when you're like, <laughs> oh, we got to do fucking 45 records, I was like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let, let, let's wrap this up. Let's give our final thoughts and then give our, uh, our rating with our three-point rating system, our, our famous three-point rating system. Where yes. three is a perfect album, two yes. is a good album you're yep. going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but yep. you should give it at least a mm-hmm. shot. Yep. And then zero is uh, you would rather have had your ears run over by a truck Correct. than listen to that record. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, go. Yep. Yep. I, 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 I was not looking forward to this. I, I thought this like, oh, fuck, <laughs> here we go. Another one, Tyler's picks me on because I've been pushing this for like a year. Motorhead's so tight, man. Lemmy's fucking ride, bro. Lemmy is God. I get it. I get it. it. Brandon Fraser, Lemmy is God. Trick question. Joke's on me. Why? Um, Why'd you? Why'd you make it seem like I had a Poway accent? Poway, Poway, Pow. It's Poway, Poway, Poway. I don't know why you did that, but I don't know why you gave me that accent. You you have the accent just naturally. I don't you have the power accent. Tom DeLong, but that's fine. So I I, I was I, I wasn't looking forward to this. I, I wasn't like dreading it. I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. This will be just a throwaway album. But f- every time I think that, it always turns out to be really cool. And anyway, but it was it was it was interesting. I don't think I took a a whole lot out of this. Poway, Poway, Poway. That really creeped me out the first time I just heard that right now. Like the first time she said it, that really, my heart stopped. Why? I don't know. I just, there's just a different voice Poway. in my ear. Poway. It was weird. Poway. Poway. I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, what do we even, I don't know. I, I don't was, have a Poway It was answer. a good listen. I had a good time. There was nothing here that I thought was bad except for that one thing that actually was objectively bad terrible stuff that they motor should be embarrassed of but they didn't even like it anyway so who gives a fuck and (laughs) everything was fine everything was good i had a good time motorhead was was solid now i can now i can rub elbows with the cool kids at the record stores yeah man i like motorhead 
Yeah, man. I, I like I like Iron Fist now. I like Overkill. Yeah, dude. Their earlier stuff's pretty tight. I even <laughs> I even know like that one thing that they did that was pretty shitty. Fast Eddie's pretty fast and Filthy Animals pretty filthy. So you know it's it's cool. It I had so a good ugly. time. <laughs> I'm 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 glad I bought the Motorhead Ace of Spades. I'm just rambling. There's like literally Dude, no substance in what I'm no, saying. No, it's great. It's like great. Zero substance. You just gotta listen to the, to to like the last like late '90s Motorhead to to the last record. I am genuinely curious because I legit right now do not think Motorhead can be a band without Phil. I don't think that they can survive. So if you say that some of the stuff that they've done without him is good, I am genuinely curious to see how they pulled it off. It's funny that you say that because they, wait, no, the album's not called Survive. It's called Sacrifice. I think that was the one that that started like the the better Motorhead or maybe Overnight Sensation. Like 95, 96 was when they started to get kind of good again. And then obviously there were some lower moments, but overall it was pretty solid. I I I am I will probably listen to one or two of them because I am curious because I again I I legit don't think they can survive without without Phil. Well, that's wrong. It's very wrong. I I stopped I stopped at a certain point and that's all I know of Motorhead. So, just listen to the song "Going to Mexico." I already played that song and it was okay. All right, okay, that's, that's anyway. what I think. Yeah. Oh, the, the, are we doing rankings too? Right yeah, now? go rankings. Yeah, go for it. This is a, this is a two point five. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I would definitely no, not go higher than two point five. Um, I don't, I, I don't think I would go lower either. I think this is solid. This is, this is what I thought it would be like, but better. Okay, so I'm, I'm very, very happy with this. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised. You, I, I didn't think you'd give this album more than a two like two was was being gracious i really i'm I'm surprised 2.5 it should all, be higher but that's fine all of their albums have at least a two except for the one we, we do not speak of on parole i'll speak of it i don't care I that was bad i mean i may even give it less than a one <laughs> come on dude it's not that bad it was stupid it was dumb it's it was not bad. that bad i rather listen to fucking never mind the bullocks no, that you wouldn't. Shit. That's bullshit. That's that bullocks. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts for me. This is the first Motorhead record I ever heard. Like I said, I got turned on by I got turned on to the band by Probot and Dave Grohl and all that shit. And uh, yeah, this is my this is still my favorite Motorhead record. I don't know if it's just because it's the first one I heard, but damn, dude, it's banger after banger. There's no duds. No. No stinkers, and oh boy, um, here we go. I'm gonna have to give this album a perfect three. There it is. Of I don't, course. I don't oh, like, of course. Like I said, I don't give out the threes very often. That's all you do is give out threes. I don't give out the three, the perfect threes, very often. But damn, dude, this is this is truly a classic. Dare I say, underrated? I Dare think. It's, I, I think it's. I think it. Uh, I don't know. I think it is. I think, I think it's underrated. I think the band may be underrated, but I think the music that's itself is is appropriately rated. They're underrated. Anyway, so yeah, we we just did uh, Motorhead's Ace of Spades album. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. <sighs> you're just getting ahead of yourself. That's what you're. Oh, doing I right thought. Now. You thought what you, you I was, always. I just you, assumed you, you I, think, I was just kicking it in. You speak without thinking. 
That's what you do. But anyway, yeah, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Uh, the, uh, like I said, uh, uh, yeah, we just did Motorhead. I wish Jeff would have listened to all twenty-three albums, but you know, <laughs> we can't. God, we we can't expect him to do everything. I guess, even though he should. But there you go. I don't know what I'm going on about, but yeah, uh, go to iTunes, go re- rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Go leave us a five star rating on iTunes. Did I just repeat myself? Because I think I did. Yeah. Uh, this is great. This is a great time. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. It's late. Sure. And um, stay tuned to the next episode for the next episode because it's going to be good. And that's it. That's all. 